0: Having the right people will make a world of difference. People also make the culture that's pivotal to success to any business, right? Make sure you're building a culture of inclusivity, of collaboration, right? Of ownership over the work they're doing. Just surround yourself
1: with amazing people and I think you would be okay. Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited today because we have a local great here from Vancouver, Canada, and... This is episode 75, 75, which is just incredible. We have an amazing guest for that. We have Sam Gary goes who is joining us today, Sam. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. A pleasure to be here with you. Oh, this is going to be fun. So before we go in, let me just set this up. If you please, Sam is a true innovator in the tech world and his impact on the industry has been undeniable with his passion for technology and entrepreneurship. He has been able to turn his vision into reality, co-founding multiple successful companies that are pushing the boundaries of what is possible in their respective industries. Dapper Labs, the blockchain-based company that Sam co-founded, is best known for creating CryptoKitties and NBA Topshop. Two of the most popular decentralized applications on the Ethereum blockchain, the company's mission is to make blockchain technology accessible and user-friendly, and they've become a leader in the crypto space. Axiom Zen, the tech studio co-founded by Sam, is a hotbed of innovation and creativity. The company specializes in developing cutting-edge technologies and products such as Zen Hub and Brutific. Sam, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. So tell you what, let's just go right into it because I I'm a you know, I'm a big fan. I mean we're we're Axiom Zen and my company are actually kind of frenemies, we'll call it, but I have nothing but respect for what you and your team have done, um, not only in terms of products, but also in the community. I'll touch a little bit about that. But beforehand, can you tell me the founding story of Axiom Zen?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, my brother and I started Axiom Zen together now back in 2012. So over a decade now. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a VC down in the valley and he would see these startups packed with, Brilliant people just emerging um, from from the ashes, we'll call it. It mm-hmm. would go out. They had a product idea. They would go out, raise funding, go full steam ahead, and launch the product. But then they would, you know, most of them would fail to gain any sort of traction, and then they would disband. And these amazing group of people, this amazing pool of talent, would just scatter and go about their separate ways, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we wanted to. We set out to assemble an all star team of talent. You know that would work on the coolest emerging technologies. Um, you know, apply emerging technologies to solve unsolved business problems, basically. Okay. Um, but we wanted to figure out a way to keep this pool of talent together, right? It's a shame for them to disband like amazing ideas, um, amazing people. So I have to figure out a way to keep this going and keep the the, the folks together. It- um, like other startups that solve for a specific pain point or service a particular industry. Um, our reason for being was more to create more startups. Um, we wanted to be more of an innovation studio that you know supported entrepreneurial ventures as they grow from you know concept to a growing company. Um, and how were we able to do that? Well, a big portion of it was through consulting, right? So we would hope- set out to partner with fortune five hundred companies, big enterprise companies, even startups. Um, so we would help larger co- corporations behave like startups. Uh, In- at the same time, we would give smaller businesses access to resources that weren't available um, to them. Um, so you know, st- our team started going strong, and many, many, many of
1: our first-time employees are still around, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty-,
0: pretty proud of that. So, well, wow,
1: that is that. I mean, that's actually a stat that I love. Is you know, how how can you keep people excited and engaged, and uh, and I think that's great. Well, you know what, I love the name Axiom Zen. I have no idea what that means. Please fill me in. I mean, there's there's different stories around
0: this, and then I get <laughs> up um as well every now and then. Um, because we went through multiple iterations. So the corporate name of the company is actually Launch Labs Inc. That was the first name that we had. Uh, well, you know, there's you know, launch this and there's launch stat and there's so and so labs this and so-and-so labs that. So it mm-hmm. was a name that was like tried and tested by many, many, many companies and someone had launched in their name or labs in their name. So we wanted to be a little bit more unique. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone knows this, but we also, we dappled with like Dev Dojo, for example. Developers Dev. Dojo, a space like where who came together, engineers, designers, um, and created something awesome. Santa's workshop was thrown around actually every now it? <laughs> and then. Uh, for real. <laughs> for real, yeah. It's actually cool. Like, you know, we're magic. The magic happens, um, but in the end, we ultimately settled on axioms. Then, so we are founded on what we call axioms. So those are philosophy that drive our company culture and our partnerships. So mm-hmm. we want to work with the best, do the best work, make a difference, and be sustainable. Um, and the other thing that that I stick by is we help we help take products from A to Z or Z. Mm-hmm. Right. So axiom, Z, A to Z. Oh,
1: that's perfect. Yeah. That makes so much more sense now. I, 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 I love that. Well, one thing I love, and this can be a little bit of a long read, but I think it's important that I do it this way, is, um, on, I think it was your website I got this from, that describes axioms. Okay. So uh, axioms are humble and curious entrepreneurs, builders and tinkerers who share a passion to demystify blockchain technology and tap its potential to create change in the world. Our people are our greatest strength. Our diverse of crew flourishes in a distributed hierarchy where personal autonomy and professional growth are encouraged. We value our culture above everything else, regardless of where you came from, what you studied, or who you used to work for. Your role here will necessitate both a high level of creativity and strategic thinking on complex issues. Everyone here is a founder, no one fits in a box. We're all driven by an insatiable thirst for learning and development. And that's what brings us together, which is awesome. But here's my question. Why is it important that everyone at Axiom Zen is considered to be a founder?
0: I mean, it's it's embedded in the core um, principles of the company is one of our core values. It and it, it, it means we take ownership over things, right? We're it. all owners in this venture and we share in the outcome that we create together, basically. And um, we're each prepared to you know, roll up our sleeves uh-huh. And uh, do the task no matter what it is, right? I myself have done things that I would—I was never trained for, never uh-huh. you know studied in school or whatever. Um, you sort of have to pick it up on the fly. There's a problem. You think you know how to solve it. But raise your hand and say, um, you know, I can help, and go for it, basically. And when we all come to work, we treat our work and each other as if we're all founders, and we awesome. want the best for the company. That's really key for creating an amazing company but also amazing products and experiences so work hard and smart you know quickly recover from the missteps that you have and Mm -hmm. if you don't think there's a way through it you know perhaps there's a way around it right if there's an obstacle in the way Um, we've always valued our people people come first and we have Mm -hmm. to ensure I want to ensure that we're not only asking people to adopt
1: this founder mentality but we're also empowering them to be founders of the company I think, I think that's fantastic. I mean, when, when, when you feel like you're a founder behind the organization, then you are responsible. And then, you know, when you're, when you're talking about it, I remembering the early days where, I mean, heck still doing it now here. And I'm 12 years into the project where I'm like coming in on the weekends to, you know, to, to vacuum the rugs just because, well, I could pay someone to do it or I've got time. I'm going to do it. You know, that's what a founder does. No. Um, you know, I think, I think that's a really cool mentality to try to, 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 put in what well, you've created, um, a lot of Axiom Zen has created some amazing products such as uh, Zen Hub and Rootific and we'll even say Dapper Labs and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But how do these products come to life typically? Like how do you get that inspiration?
0: Yeah, it's a really good question. I have some fun stories about founder mentality too if we want at the end. Oh, let's go there. Let's go there first if you want to go there. Yeah, sure. I mean, oh, uh, uh, well, uh, our first employee, Pierre, who's still with us today, um, came from more of a corporate background. So he worked at big, big, he was a software uh, engineer at these big, 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 big companies in in Europe. And he was basically sick of the thing. He wanted to, you know, work on something new and be involved in building something from scratch. Um, so the poor guy took a massive pay cut to come work with us at the beginning because mm-hmm. like we couldn't really afford. The, uh-huh. the Silicon Valley salaries at the time, or whatever. So he came on board, put on his 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 work hat, and 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 sort of powered away. Same with our our second employee, Mark Quo. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, like with the help of both of them and my brother, like we were able to build a fantastic team around us. And I just remember that days. Our first office was in in Gastown. It was like a mm-hmm. little fifteen hundred square foot, you know, brick walls, things like that. Just imagine, um, mm-hmm. uh, not the nicest part of town, but still pretty cool and hip. Um, but it had all sorts of problems all the time. And I just remember, especially with the internet, uh, because at the time there wasn't any fiber or anything like that. Uh-huh. So, and, and we had servers and things like that that we had to keep up. Um, but these guys would sort of like, okay, internet goes down and I'm here trying to troubleshoot the, the thing. But like, you know, I don't know that much about networking and things <laughs> like that. You know, I on the phone with the Shaw people or whatever it is. And these guys just come up bring up a chair, roll up their sleeves, open the little um, telephone box in the in the, in the the office and just start tinkering away at it. Like, okay, maybe this will work, maybe that. It's not part of their job description, right? They're like <laughs> software engineers, uh-huh. but you know, they didn't care. They saw a problem. They wanted to help out. They rolled up their sleeves and they came and helped out. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. many stories like that where people are just like, you know, it wasn't part of their general day-to-day job description, but like they came in on weekends to help out. They helped me move. They helped move around this, things like that. Um, it's, which is like, you always like to see in the team and um, I'd like to think of it as the, the, we build a sort of family around it. So <laughs> even today, um, you know, those folks are happy to help out, raise their
1: hands. Like, what can I do? What can I do? So that's yeah. awesome. Well, you know what? Cause again, I think, I think we had similar paths in, in the, you know, in the growth and, and would you not agree, or maybe I'm just going to say my set. that was the most fun part of the of the creation of the company is when it's small and nimble and you just feel like, you know what, everyone's pushing together. You know, there's, there's no politics, there's nothing. It's just about getting whatever it is that we're trying to do, get done. And sometimes I miss those days that, that just felt really tight and small and family-like. But you know, we still, we still have them. I think, I think that's, I think that's super cool. Well, tell me though, I still want to go back. I mean, you know, I'm still trying to look for that axioms and magic around how you create products, like do you have a philosophy around that or is there is there a way that you do this or is it just, you know, we test, we tinker and it just kind of, you know, we recognize that things fall together.
0: Yeah, I mean, test and tinker is a big part of it. We've, we've, we've done so many different things that, you know, worked on so many projects that you actually haven't seen, right? Because like mm-hmm. we thought, okay, probably not the best to launch it. But for for a lot of them we were trying to solve some sort of internal issue at first, right? So I'll take Zenhub, for example. Zenhub, mm-hmm. We were trying to solve a pain point inside of GitHub and the project management inside there. Right? <laughs> uh, engineers are used to GitHub, right? They they worked in there, they know what how it is. But you know, a, a project manager, a designer, a, a an operations person, you know, it's kind of hard to navigate that you know complex um, complex environment. So <laughs> we, we set out to uh, set out to find a way to make it easier for our teams to be able to work together um, for, for all of us to collaborate more efficiently. Um, so we worked on a prototype and started using it ourselves and mm-hmm. we were like, oh, this is actually quite cool. It makes us, it makes our work quite a lot more efficient. Right. Uh, if we're having this problem though, it's probably other people and other companies are having, having similar issues. Right. So we just sent out a talk to different companies and different people. And got them to join on the trial basis to see if it was something they really uh, needed or or um, it wasn't going to be all that useful.
1: Yeah. Turns out it is
0: kind of useful. Um, <laughs> it up still today is quite a big mess, although they've made significant progress since, you know, 10 years ago. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, the, the, they still need there's still tools needed to make that experience more easier and more for people to collaborate better. Well, Tiffic was a little bit of a different story. Uh, Rob Tiffick was uh, first developed by our our employee number two, our team member, our second team member, Mark Quo. Okay. Um, he put it on pause since um, you know life got in the way, and and there wasn't really um, uh, any way to commercialize it at the time. Um, mm-hmm. But since he joined Axions and, and started working with us, we built, you know, we worked on a bunch of different projects, um, and then we had resources internally um, as well that we could lend to him. Um, or give him the opportunity to refocus his attention back to Routific. Um, so we brought the bright idea back in-house, and Mark Coe sort, of, um, sort of went to focus his attention there. We devo- we devoted resources and people to to the project and spun that back up and tremendous amount of interest there as well. Um, and then they fully separated it out into the, uh, their own company, um, <laughs> and we made some sort of ownership in that as well. Um, same with ZenHub. I forgot to mention you spun ZenHub out
1: uh, once it was ready to be spun out. So, so go- do you have like, 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 we, this is how we do it. We have like TTT we have TTT Labs, and then basically the products are actually in TTT Labs, and the ones that make sense, you spin it out. Is that is that a similar sort of uh, uh, form then? At the time, we didn't know that would be a better form to do. So, ah.
0: no, the parent company. Um, and then for ZenHub, though, um, Later on, we created a different entity for it and, and put all the IP into that entity, but it was all concentrated at the parent company uh,
1: at the time. Okay. Well, very, very cool. One thing that I've, you know, I've I've always, actually, I always wanted to ask you guys at XMZ, because again, I think you've done this so well, probably better than anyone I know, is you've been able to balance services with products, which is really difficult, like really difficult because it's easy to focus on a product and then fall back on services if you need to, which kind of limits the you know the growth of the product. How did you come up with this uh, strategy to do that? I mean, it's a it's a delicate balance, right?
0: Um, you want to be making money, obviously, as business, um, but you also want to work on cool things that could potentially be yours, right? Your IP, your technology, versus building it for someone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a delicate balance, um, but you know, it's helped us bootstrap from the start. And not have to go out and raise funding, and, and not be beholden to investors and, and things like that. Oh. Uh, use the services as a way to keep funding new ideas and projects. Obviously, always be mindful of your cash flow and your balance <laughs> yeah. like that, and mm-hmm. build a delicate balance between the two. Um, you know, make sure you have the runway to be able to focus on the things you want to focus on, but also. Um, be careful not to, you know, go put all your eggs in one basket. That's that's oh, really yeah. for us too. Even when we were working on, or when we work on our own internal projects, we don't just do one thing at once, right? The team was working on multiple different things at the same yeah. time, but um, we-
1: on <laughs> top of the consultant base.
0: Well, that's I think I think that's super
1: cool. And you said you you bootstrap the whole way, um, yeah. you know, which which again, I mean, I'm gonna see again if you have. I think we have similar philosophies because we did the same thing. The reason why. Um, I mean obviously I haven't created products as successful as you guys, but but the same reason why is like we don't want people to tell us what to do. Like, you know what, if we want to decide to do it, you know, we'll we'll do this or we'll do that. Is that a similar strategy or is it just simply you didn't need the cash? Very similar strategy. Uh, we also didn't need the cash, but which is helpful. Yeah, which is helpful.
0: Um but ultimately like when you do decide to spin your your product out into its whole company. Um, at some point it does make sense to raise funding, right? Uh, not because you want money to only you know, take the product to the next step, but also raising funding helps bring in more experienced, you know, advice and, and talent too, right? Oh, for uh, sure. Fun out that for labs we brought up board and vegetable forwards, Union Square ventures, Google Ventures, all those all those Perfect. great great VC firms that would provide us with advice, connections, and mentorship. So um it's not completely a bad thing to raise funding.
1: But I would say, delay that as long as possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, But I think it's also easier at the product level, which I think, you know, what what, what you're doing, because again, you know, if you want to be this magical lab building beautiful things, you know, you don't want people to say, hey, you know, do this, do that. Where at the same time, it's kind of our experiment. We, 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 we want to play with this as an internal team. Exactly. And VCs also don't like to like...
0: We'll take Axiom Zeng, for example. DAP, uh, CryptoKitties crypto was one part of the the thing, but we were also doing a bunch of other things at the same time. Well, VC would be like, "Why are you doing all these ten different things at once? I don't want to be involved in those. I only care about this specific piece, which then makes sense to
1: you know spin it off into its own company and let that be separate and go out into the world." Oh yeah, no, it makes it, it makes sense. I mean, the 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 other reason why I think it's actually important to take uh you know um do a raise within uh once you spin it into its own company is actually validation too. Because once a, once a third party, you know, does believe in it, I think at that point you're like, well, you know what, I think we, I think it's ready to go. You know, it's, it's, it's not just us, you know, dog fooding ourselves or just doing it ourselves. I think this validation is really imperative. Well, here is my special Axiom Zen story. I've been looking so forward to telling that and listeners, you can't see it, but I am wearing the official 2016 Ben Hacks uh, original Van Hacks uh, T-shirt. Uh, Van Hacks is a hackathon that uh, I was really lucky to have created with uh, uh, with a, a meetup group that uh, I was part of called Vidya or President Duff. They call Vidya, and it was a hackathon dedicated to creating, um, or it still is, hackathon creating um, digital assets for nonprofits. Uh, you know the whole concept of act local and think, uh, you know, think global, where you can create a um, you know product for the SPCA here in Vancouver. It works for probably the SPCA and Timbuktu if that's if that's a thing. And I have got to say, I thought that my team was going to just dominate. I mean, it was a professional team as opposed to uh, a bunch of students who had never met each other. And then Axiom Zen showed up. And this is in the early days. This is, you know, before we had, um, you know, when you do a mobile app, for example, you'd have to do an iOS app in one code base and an Android app in another code base. You know, we didn't have a lot of the the tools that you can quickly stand up a product, you know, in a hackathon. And here comes a team from Axiom Zen um a lot of them from chile i believe uh, this this team amazing people it's just so much fun really great spirit for being in there and they decided to um support a product for the center for um better women's which i think is fantastic right and they built or you built i'm gonna go with you built a product that was incredible because what it was and again early days in mobile is if you tapped your your phone three times in your pocket that basically turned on a listening a listening device it turned on a tracker and it allowed that, you know, the person who could be in danger, uh, a, a layer of comfort that they are being monitored and watched just in case something ha- bad happens. But then here's Axiom's end showing this product that we go, wow, that's great. You know, in iOS, they go, oh yeah, by the way, we built it in Android too. It's like, how did you do that in the weekend? And so, you know, they show us this, like, okay, you know what? Awesome. But the reason why I honestly have nothing but respect for you guys is the, f- the first place prize, you know, whether I think maybe we bloated a little too much, to be honest, was $5,000, you know, for the spirit of the event. But your team donated that money to the group, which is just like, oh my gosh, you have my respect for life for doing that because you have captured and understood and participated and really just exploded in the spirit of the event. And I just personally want to thank you and your team for, for, for really being prime examples of what you know can happen when we as a community try to build great things together. So f- thank you very much. And uh, you know, I actually dug out this shirt. I was looking for it just because I wanted to wear it while we were talking. Um, do 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 you guys still do many hackathons or 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 or, or those sort of things? Little like little internal experiments, maybe. Not as much as I would like, Um,
0: but uh, we are. I mean, I think you'll you'll dive into it more later. But we we are thinking we are spinning back up the internal axioms and foundry. We've been so focused on Dapper and Mm ZedHub and and making sure those two those two companies are successful. Um, But we are looking to go back to our roots. Basically, I mean, we were still involved in with the UBC hackathon. Every every time they ask us, we like raise our hand. That that holds a special place in our hearts. But I think you'll see more and more of us back into the community again. We've sort of been like, you know, um, in the shadows, working behind the scenes. I think slowly, slowly we're going to be back
1: and you're going to see, you're going to see popping our faces in and around town too. You've been busy creating amazing things. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing in the shadows about that. You guys have been doing great things. And I, and you would and I applaud the idea of you, you know, being even more present in the community because that. Uh, um, I think great things come out of that. Well, you know what? Let's let's just go right into it. Can you tell me the the founding story of Dapper Labs?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, we we've been we were involved in blockchain very early on, right? By this back in 2014, we started experimenting with Bitcoin. Um, again, like our, our interest in emerging technologies and see what's possible, see what's not. Um, but we determined that it was. You know, a little too early to do anything around there, um, so we sort of put that on pause. Went to focus on 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 other things. Um, fast forward a few years, um, at this point Ethereum had started becoming quite quite relevant and, and quite popular, um, and uh, we started experimenting with this idea this idea of non fungibility, right? Um, yeah, fungible things, you have non fungible thing, one of a kind, rare um, not duplicate, not able to duplicate it. Uh-huh. Um, and we thought, how can we figure out a way to, 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 to do this on the blockchain basically? And so the, our CTO, the co-founder co founders Dieter Shirley came up with the RC721, which is uh, the uh-huh. standard for non-fungible tokens. Um, but we wanted to figure out a way to, um, get people to understand this new tech, uh, better, right? What's, what's you, it's quite hard to, to explain it to people, right? It's at the time, you know, this is before everything we worked on with Dapper and flow. So we thought, okay, what's easy to understand? What's like the thing now, what do you see a lot of in the world? And cats came to mind because like every other day you had a cat video going viral or a cute kitty video. So we decided to do something with kitties, cute kitties on the blockchain, build a, a game experience around it. Right? How can people understand new form of technology better it's usually through games right um when microsoft windows came out you had you know solitaire and minesweeper and to get people used to clicking and right clicking and things like uh-huh. that right um, when the iphone came out you had you know angry birds and uh, those things when social media launched with facebook you had um, farmville right um, yeah. to get people you know to, to, to share and things like that with your friends and everything so um, games are usually a fun way to get uh, consumers to understand something better. And so we launched it and it sort of went viral from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of press, lots of interest, but it was sort of a proof of concept for us. One was to see, is there demand for something like this? Will people be interested? Mm-hmm. Hands down, yes, of course, mm-hmm. um, that proved to be true. But through, there, some problems came along with it, right? Um, we launched the thing on keys on Ethereum. Uh, we sort of broke the network because of the sheer <laughs> amount of that. interest and popularity. So transactions took you know minutes, hours, sometimes days to go through, right? And average consumer isn't going to wait around you know an hour to get something that they paid for, much less like thirty seconds, right? So. <laughs> That's one thing that we, that, that's one problem we identified. Secondly was um, an average consumer doesn't want to go through 50 different steps before they can um, get this thing that they paid for, right? Um, you want to put your credit card, click on the button, buy it, <laughs> and have it, deposited it wherever it is that you're holding it. So that was another problem. So there were these barriers to entry that made people um, that made it harder for people to to experience the product and also frustrated them. So as time went by, users sort of user and um, users sort of dropped and engagement and, and sort of dropped from there. Uh-huh. So what what did we have to do? We had to go about and fix these things, right? But we wanted to bring blockchain to the masses, to the millions, right? And so we needed to figure out a way to fix those issues and roll them out. Um, so we decided to create a company called Dapper Labs spin it out for vaccines and move all the i p into it. Go out and raise funding and partner up with amazing people, amazing venture capitalists to and build an amazing team to help us take this to the next step, to help um, deliver these things that we set out to do and fix these problems. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, we'll, What, um, what did we need to, to bring, you know, millions of people to, to a brand new platform, right? You, you, you need some sort of flagship product, right? Some sort of big name that can attract, you know, uh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. Um, -hmm. uh, what's one of the most popular sports leagues in the world right now? Uh National basketball, NBA. Sure. Um, they had actually seen um, the the success that CryptoKeys was having, um, and through that we actually started very early conversations with them. Um, they've been a tremendous partner of ours since the beginning, um, and you know, whether well, they're one of the more forward leaning organizations. And you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, they bought into the vision, believed in what we were starting to to do, and decided to partner up with us to launch. You know, that experience NBA
1: Top Shot um on our own
0: blockchain flow
1: which 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 i gotta say i mean i'm still waiting for a big you know big country reeves one to show up i'm not sure that's going to happen um but i remember the first time when, when it when it launched that i i wanted to try it the thing that blew me away it wasn't the blockchain part uh when i even when i opened my first deck of cards let's call it it was the ui and ux you guys did it was world leading and incredible and that experience made me just go wow I see why this is going to be popular. I see why people are going to love it cuz it's not it was dynamic. And every time you opened it, I mean this is kind of like my kids doing the Pokemon thing, right? Like I was getting excited thinking, "Oh, this is, you know, this 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 is really cool. This is really cool." So, so are you saying basically CryptoKitties uh, the the, you know, the biggest the biggest lessons was that, you know, you needed to create your own flow efficiency chain. Is that is that is that a a fair an a fair enough assumption if we're going to have any lessons from that? Yeah um ethereum at the time
0: um and to some extent now can't handle hundreds of thousands millions of users right um, <laughs> the average consumer doesn't want to wait that long to to get something that they paid for um the other thing was you know the process around creating wallets and funding that wallet and mm-hmm. you know putting this crypto there whatever we wanted to be able to make it as easy as possible for someone to buy it, so you know make. Make it possible to purchase with a credit card. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, make it possible so you don't have to, you know, buy go to fifty different steps in order to create your own wallet. Right, just simple mm-hmm. experiences that a consumer can just remove those barriers so a consumer can just log on and go and explore and and and, and have fun, basically.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think that's super important because I mean, I, I'm not a big I'm not a big crypto guy myself. I mean, I love the technology. I think I think it's awesome. But at the same time, if you can remove that part of the experience where all it is is just like, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, it's like the internet. You want to have it fast. People's expectations are fast. You know, if you can remove all of those layers um, and have it, you know, we already know it's trusted. We know it's fungible. We know all those they are non-fungible per um, You know what? I actually w- wanted to go back to one thing. Is I, you mentioned your, was your, um, I know that, I know that DAPR or, or Axiom XAML was a big part of the creation of the protocol. Now I saw the picture of the creation. I, I think, I think, um sorry. I can't remember the, the fellow's name, but he gave a speech at a, at a, at a conference, maybe eight months ago that I went to. And he showed me the picture in Toronto or Waterloo of where they're coming up with the, with the protocol. And it was like one of the proudest Canadian moments for me to go, oh my gosh, this is like the telephone being recognized or, oh, there I guess, Canadian proud moment, but, um, I just thought that was so cool. Can you tell me a little bit about the, 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 you know, that creation of the protocol or maybe, you know, who were the players were? Cause this is, this is pretty important. And, and, you know, the fact that you had your DNA as part of that's incredible.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it was primarily spearheaded by Dieter Shirley, our CTO. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, you've made it when you're in the Guinness world book of records, right? <laughs> um, there's a little <laughs> crypto section at like uh, about the ERC 721, uh, <laughs> token and all that. So, um, the process was, was um, you know, like I said, it was primarily driven by, by Dieter Shirley, but um, we set out as a team to solve this issue of fungibility or non-fungibility, right? Mm-hmm. How can you maintain true ownership over something, right? Um, how can you how can you have, um, like, put the power back in, in consumers' hands, basically, mm-hmm. of whatever it is, of a piece of art, of the music, or whatever. Put the power back in the consumer, put the power back into the artist's hands. Um, maintain uh, some form of ownership over that room that you paid for, right? When um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you go and buy a basketball card or whatever off Craigslist, like, yeah, it's your card. But, uh, you know, it's trademarked by the NBA, the NBA rules, those rights, and things like that. It's right. not it be yours. Um, and when you're an artist, you know your, your work can be duplicated, can be counterfeited, can mm-hmm. credit you know sometimes doesn't go get back to you. Um, that all becomes impossible to do on the blockchain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's all visible on a, on the transparent ledger. You can always know who that piece of art came from, where that piece of art came from, who was the author, and and all that stuff. So,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, very cool. Well, well, tell me, how do you? I mean how do you spend your time between, you know, so many different projects and companies mm-hmm. <laughs> question of the day, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh over the past few years, like I said, a lot of my time has been, um, and the company's time has been uh, dedicated to supporting Dapper's growth and Zenhub's growth. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I, I was basically a doer. I jumped in and took care of everything that needed to be taken care of. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, you know, that flipped back around and went back to 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 focus on what I need to focus on. Um now that we've sort of hired the right people to fill those gaps um mm-hmm. at Dapper and to take Dapper to the next level, I can, you know, start taking more and more of our time and Axiom Zen's time to focus on the next adventure. We're still like continuing to focus on Dapper and Zen Hub as they need us. Um, mm-hmm. um but it's more like an advisory role basically. Mm-hmm. Um and then you know with Axiom Zen, I have much more hands-on approach uh, since we're now a much more significant scholar team so we can start doing more experiments and start thinking about the next steps. Yeah, Make um, looks... some of our energy on Toby, which is a, a tab management program we built at Axiom Zen. It has yep. over half a million users now. Um, wow. We developed very little time, dev- uh, devoted very little time to it. Um, but over the past year, we sort of ramped that back up it's still completely free. So we're trying to figure out the next steps with it too. So. Oh,
1: that's so cool. I mean, the way I always like to describe it is, you know, we're a candy store, we can make anything, right? And that's the sexiest and most fun part of the job is, is, is the, what's well, the next little experiment we can do to make things really cool. And it sounds like you guys have been, you know, launching these forever. I I, I, I can learn from you guys. Well, well, we'll tell you what, one thing that I think is quite interesting as well, um, is that, you know, my company was founded by me and the amazingly talented Josephine Wong, I can't go there, but also my twin brother. So my oh. brother and I are co-founders of the company and, you know, you founded with, with with your brother. What's what? What Do you have a strategy of like making sure that, you know, there's no fighting or anything like that? Or is there, is there a way that you guys get along yet still, you know, be pushing each other to, to, to create amazing things? Yeah. I mean, as siblings, obviously we love each other, oh, um, but yeah. we're also, you know, Family, it's
0: tougher, more tougher, right? There's, there's no like filter, right? With family, uh, like you say, you speak your mind and you talk about things and you get a, you, you give each other advice and you take it from way. I would <laughs> say that one of the really important things is communication, right? It's very yeah. easy, especially at the beginnings when my brother, like my brother was in San Francisco, I was in Vancouver, so remote. <laughs> um, so communication is is a really big thing because it's very e- easy to misunderstand things or you know be okay. yeah the on things like that and then you know have to, you have to work collaboratively with each other um uh, my brother bless his heart um is is more extroverted than i am i'm usually okay. more i like to take things in process okay. it, and then you know and, and talk about it afterwards but um the two the two um the two points basically the the, the, the two trains of thought basically work well together it's like yin and yang basically yeah so that, that has also helped us. Um, but I would say probably, yeah, the most important thing is communication,
1: communication, oh, For sure. Do, do you know one rule we had, especially in the early, early days, um, was that whoever got the first email or whoever got the first communication of it, unless they were, they were totally bogged down, you're the one that has to deal with it and not a, oh, I did the last one, you do that. It's just always, if you're the one that got it, you did it. And it's funny, as long as you keep that going. And you know, I'm just going to, this as a lesson for younger companies or whatever. You have each other's respect that you know that you're going to keep yes. doing. But the second that breaks down, you're going to have you're going to have issues. So we we always focused on that. Well, one thing that I love when I read, and I hope this is true, can you tell me about Luna? <laughs> you honestly share Luna between the two of
0: you? Yeah, I mean, he she spends because now I have with my fiance two dogs over on now. So oh, okay, wow. okay. She, she spends the bulk of her time with Roham now and, and a little bit more with my mom as well. Yep. Um, but, yeah, we, we got her uh, just as the pandemic sort of started back in 2020, I think. So. <laughs> Towards the end of time. It's really heartwarming story. Um, so we got her in December, and, like, a day later or a couple of days later, our grandpa passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. So, um, but, like, she was this No. Cute, calming, you know, puppy that sort of helped us as well throughout that journey, and she came along that journey with us. So it was, it was a pretty heartwarming uh, thing to, to have. Help help uh, but you know, she was also raised with cats before we before we adopted her. Oh, okay, so she's very cat-like because of it. <laughs> like she goes and purchases her perches on top of like the couch thing, you know, and cats when cats like to like just lie around and relax and things like that. Um, but if you really, if you really need to earn her trust um, because it, she made at first,
1: um, but she's a street um, That's awesome. Well, I mean, a dog named Luna, the, you know, the the owned or, or adopted by the, the founders of CryptoKitties, and she loves cats. I mean, I think this is just meant to be. You that, know, and if you can if you can say, you know, the spirit of your, your grandfather passed on through her and you can think about it that way too, which I think is 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 is, is beautiful. It's just it's just wonderful. Well well, um, Sam, as you know the theme of, of, of afternoon tea is to speak to wonderful co founders, Canadian co founders like yourself, in order to prepare that next generation. Of uh, Canadian startups, so I have these two questions I always ask, and I'd like to ask you uh, first and foremost. Though I know you've already given some great advice throughout, but can you share one piece of advice? Like, if you're asked by anyone, give me one piece of advice that can help me with my startup. What would you say? Uh, I mean, I've sort of alluded to it um, throughout our conversation too, but it's
0: uh, it would come down to people, right? <laughs> Having the right people will make a world of difference. Um, you need to have people that you trust, but also people that buy into the vision and are excited about what you're setting out to do what you want to do. Um, like right. as a, at the beginning, you may not have all the resources available to you um, when you're starting from scratch, right? So you need to have people who are equally as excited about this thing that you're setting out to build. Um, people also make the culture that's pivotal to success to any business, right? Make sure you're building a culture of inclusivity, of collaboration, yeah. founder mentality, right? Of ownership over the work what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, just surround yourself with amazing people, and I think you would be okay. But something else, though, I will I would say is, you know, always, 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 always be mindful of your runway. Um, yes. I like, can't emphasize that enough. Um, oh, that's great right.
1: That's that's very good. Founders, Especially when I'm, times are tight,
0: <laughs> yeah, and then founders are sometimes guilty of this: is they get excited over something and they put all their eggs mm-hmm. in one basket. And if that if it goes well. Good on you. Like, sure. but if it doesn't, then you're sort of in trouble, right? Um, so yeah. always make sure you have enough to cover your bases and take
1: care of your people and your team. Um, take take care of your, your people under attitude Yeah, you know, take uh, this. This is such good advice. I mean, I remember, I remember um, uh, again through a, through a meetup group that I used to run with uh, Vidya, we had a lot of iOS, uh, you know, mobile companies, and I remember one fellow who's who I have a lot of respect for, but he was an engineer owner um so a little bit you know I think there's differences in personalities and traits and and I remember his speeches I always pay myself first and if I have to lay people off I do and I just and he said that and for everyone I'm like oh my gosh you know what I mean I love you you know you're a great guy but I went two years not paying myself or my brother for, because that's how you build a company and if you have to take care of yourself first you're not going to go that well and and you know what to 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 the credit of that spirit you know it, 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 his company, you know, there's a bit of a bit of a crunch and his company was one of those that got a little bit crunched, unfortunately. And he's moved on to a, one of the big, you know, the big Fang companies. And I know he's done really, really well with them there, but I don't think, I don't, you have to take care of your people first or you've got nothing, like absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I just really wanted to, 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 to kind of, you know, jump on what you said, because I could not agree. More. I think, it, I think it's super important.
0: 100%. And like my, my brother and I, when we first started, we took no salary. That uh, when I did take salary, it was like 20 or 25K. But like, I remember the first paycheck that hit, even though it was like 25K a year, I was so excited because, like, this is like something that I worked for and yep. it's in my bank account. Like, I don't care if it's not 100 grand or 200 grand. Like, this is salary. This is from my company that I'm building. Like, it you earned it.
1: You yeah. earned it and you built it and you created it. No, I, 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 I totally dig that. I love that. Well, um, can you share with me the name of a Canadian entrepreneurial star or founder that you personally look up to? Yeah. I mean, there's still many, many, but to like name a few,
0: Mike, uh, Lasaretis, founder what? of Research emotion, Blackberry, yeah. um. Shar Sad Ratifi, who's the co-founder and CEO of Broadband TV, oh, um, yeah. similar first generation immigrant story who moved here to Canada and then launched his gargantuan of a media company, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Ryan Holmes, I want to say it might be surprising, but like and he's co-founder of founder of Food Street, but also Invoke Media, right? Which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm, at times a competitor to ours, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's helpful to see what the competitor is doing and what has been they've been able to accomplish because that's sort of like uh gives you, uh, lets you see what's possible, right? Um, yeah. Though they're competitors they're they're doing it and you see it's possible. So, you know, you can probably do it as well. Wow. Yeah.
1: I think that's, I think that's awesome. And, and yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Well, Sam, thank you so much for spending your time. Uh, and you know, going through this, uh, the memory lane, uh, with me and, and, uh, you know, it's been really, really valuable and, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm positive our learn our listeners are going to really, uh, you know, learn a lot and, uh, hopefully use some of this in practice. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. This is awesome. Ahoy, Afternoon Tea listeners. If you got this far, I assume you liked this episode, and that is awesome. Thank you. In such a case, please rate and review Afternoon Tea Podcast and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your feeds from. Afternoon Tea is a podcast with a goal to share the stories of Canada's successful tech entrepreneurs in order to prepare the next wave of founders. We do have some great guests lined up for future episodes, but we would love to hear your thoughts too. Please do let us know who you think should be on the show. You can do so by emailing me at podcast at ttt.studio. That is p-o-d-c-a-s-t at t-t-t-t, that thats three 3ts.studio. You will notice there is no .com, because we are that sophisticated. Furthermore, you can find us on social media at TTT underscore studios. I look forward to chatting with you soon.